All right. Welcome to uh, another episode of 10 Questions. This is Thinker. And on the other end with me today, I have got Rando. What's up, man? What up, dude? I am super excited for this. This is like the first uh, first uh, interview thing of the new year that I don't have to write the questions. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, especially after uh, I... Uh, Previously, already uh, talked to uh, Ray, and uh, I think uh, between him and you now, I'm going to end up being known as the person that always, um, always uh, lines up people based off they look like somebody else. Because I, I was telling him that uh, you know, without looking at his picture too closely, that um, it, it, that uh, he looked like um, Joe Gatto from uh, Impractical Jokers. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I I think it was probably probably easily a year ago that I was like, man, you're giving off Tommy Dreamer vibes to you know <laughs> pass a message on to you. You remember that? I do, I do remember that. <laughs> I, so, I remember because like that's the that's the first and only time anybody's ever made that comparison. So oh, that I, it, it, it must. Uh, I don't know if it was an angle on the angle on the picture or what. I I just I just remember I saw the picture. I was like, wait a minute, and did a double take. Um, you know, now, now I know better, but, uh, no, that's hey, listen, Tom, Tommy's a handsome devil. That's, I don't mind that comparison at all. <laughs> I've been called worse. Hey, and you know, Tommy can take a beating. So yeah. Can so can a, I, can you, you can take a beating as well as him. I will at least from a four-year-old. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> We do our like little like he likes to play fight because I kind of taught yeah. him that like it's fun to kind of you know screw around and play fight, and that's part of our we just talked about putting putting our kids to bed, and part of our to bed routine is he's on the iPad for ten minutes, he gets eaten a little snack uh, at fifteen minutes, and then it's like beat the crap out of daddy for uh, for half an hour. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've done the same with my kid for a while. He uh, although I think he takes a licking more than I do. Um, uh, oh, he, he's, I, he, he, he's 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 taken plenty uh, plenty of uh, pillows to the face and things like that over the years. So we recently it's escalated considerably. It's only <laughs> four and a half, and I have video of it too. Of uh, he decided one day to start playing the slapping game, and the slapping game is when he sits on daddy's lap and winds up as far as he can and just smacks me across the face. And I said, if you do this. I'm doing the same to you, and he was like, "Let's do it." So he he changes it up now, where he'll wind up and he'll just like kind of tap my face a little bit, and I'll be like, "Oh, honey, that was very sweet of you." Three seconds later, I was like, "Oh, you son! Ooh, he's really good." But then I will say, "Well, then you have to get it too." And he's like, "All right, cool." And I just slap him across the face, and my wife is like, "If anybody ever sees these videos, you're going to jail." And I was like, he likes it. What, what am I going to do? Say, tell the lad no. <laughs> I'm trying to be a fun dad. <laughs> I, I remember whenever I was a kid, um, there was uh, one day it was elementary school and I was bored in music class. So I was I was sitting there and I'd have my hand against my face and with my other hand, I'd start to pull it back yeah. and, and and let go and, you know, and, see, you know, and see what kind of results I got. And there was one point I gave myself a good smack across the face, and I was like, "Whoa, that worked!" <laughs> That's a lot healthier than what we used to do. We used to be in study hall, and uh, did you ever play the choking game? You don't Can't look like somebody who's ever played the choking. Game. No, <laughs> we weren't overly bright. Uh, it was study hall or detention. It was one of them, one of them, and we would all sit in the back, and we discovered. <laughs> because we're smart, that if you cut off air circulation to somebody's brain, you pass out and get kind of dizzy, and it's fun. <laughs> so we would all, like, one dude would, sort of, would, I'd, like, be against the wall, and somebody would take their hands, right? Like, if this is audio, so nobody can see this, but you can see this. <laughs> um, and just put it right here and just squeeze until you passed out. That's what we would do for, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> and I don't, I think it's had an effect on me as an adult. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it, 
that and the other psychedelics I've taken in my lifetime. But yeah, we weren't. So yours is like, yours is very vanilla compared to my us. mind's tame. Yeah, yeah. Auto autoerotic asphyxiation <laughs> each other. Nice. Uh, okay. Man, maybe maybe give us something to do in detention besides try to choke each other out. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I think you had to pass the time somehow, right? <laughs> Make do with what we have. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, let's jump yeah, in. Top, top that with those questions. <laughs> I think we've peaked already. <laughs> okay. So, uh, question one, one that I tend to ask most people is, what even what, what even led you into a tech field in the first place? What 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 got you interested in it? <laughs> so um, I've been in security for about the past eight years. Before that, I did a little bit over a decade in IT, um, installing printers and software and yeah, the basic type of stuff. Um, and I only got into it because it was a week before high school graduation, and I had no plans. I would, I like, I think up until then, I, nobody in my family had been to college. Nobody was talking to me about college. I don't know whether people thought I was uh, dumb or whatever, but I was like, I got to do something. And I was like, I don't know. Computers look cool. So the literally the week before graduation, I went to this crappy little uh, uh, technical school, enrolled, got an IT degree, and that was irrelevant literally six months later. Uh, and worked in IT as like a general computer rat for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then I got, when I realized, you know, a thousand other guys could do what I could do and they would take less money for it. I said, well, what am I going to do now? And I actually grew up a lot of hackers. Um, I grew up with some pretty dangerous people and some pretty smart people. Um, and I had gotten back in touch with a lot of them, like one of my best friends from, from like grade school. And he was like, Hey, have you ever thought about, security and you want to be a hacker and i was like oh, that sounds cool i've seen the movie hackers uh, <laughs> and i got my first gig at a sock uh through my friend jamie he's on, on twitter he's wick uh my first boss was mick who's no hack me and they're the ones responsible for me being where i am today but no to answer your question shortly i, I don't know i didn't want to clean gutters so i might as well do computers <laughs> Sure, any mini money mo. Uh, yeah, right. that looks good. <laughs> Toss a dart, man. Hey, at, at, at least you chose. I I, I remember uh, I remember uh, going to uh, uh, high school for a different, entirely different reason a few years ago. But I was sitting in the in the front office, and I could hear this conversation that uh, one of the counselors was having with a kid that was in her office, and I think it was probably. It was probably early on in the year, but it was sounded like it was a senior here. But the counselor basically is like, what the heck are you going to do with your life? You haven't made any decisions right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh, you- if, for, from what I could tell, the, the, the kid still, it, it didn't have an effect having that being told to him. <laughs> No, I mean, for my entire school career, I was like, you know, like an NPC in a video game, right? I was like a non-playable character. I was just that dude mm-hmm. you saw walking through various scenes and shit. Like, that didn't, <laughs> didn't, I didn't do badly. I didn't do great. I didn't, like, I don't know what I thought I was going to do. Um, but, yeah, man, I get that. And, like, the guidance counselor thought I'd be a rodeo clown or something. So, <laughs> suck it to him. <laughs> okay, well, I, I guess I w- would beg the question then is, what, what what group were you even in in high school in the first place? You know, uh, you, know you know the jocks, the emo kids, the goth kids, the uh, metalheads, or <laughs> I I um much like what I do today is I kind of straddled a lot of different a lot of different groups. I I'd, I would say early in high school, middle school, my group was 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 the Hessians, right? Was the metalheads? Um, mm-hmm. That's who I ruled with. Uh, anybody who listened to Slayer, Ozzy. Pantera, those guys, um, and then I started transitioning over, uh, not punk in particular, but like the skaters, uh, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. and with that, changed my musical taste to go to Rancid and Offspring and those kinds of things. Um, but I was also very friendly 
with a lot of the jocks and like the upperclassmen. I was friendly with a lot of the cheerleaders and, and things like that. Um, I just really liked talking to everybody. I remember one particular time I was walking in the hallway to lunch. You had to go down these stairs and through this hallway and everybody got to go at different times. And there was, it was me as a little skater punk wearing like these glued up, you know, uh, air walks and like this fucking crazy hair. And, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to curse. I don't know if it's like a cursing thing. Um, uh, and there was these two jocks that would always just sit there and talk copious amounts of shit to people, especially like underclassmen. And this dude was easily like six two, right? Uh, it's just big football player, dude. And one day I was like, dude, if you want to go right now, I swear to God, I'll throw a chair in your face. I was like, you're probably going to win, but I'm done walking down this hallway and hearing you say that. And he was like, whatever, man. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, we can go right now or not. Like, it's up to you. And then he was like, oh, you know, F off or whatever. And then I walked away. And after that day, he only ever gave me high fives. Like, that was my lesson in stand up to these idiots. Because uh, he was like, you, you had some balls on you. Um, and... That's kind of how I learned that if I was getting pushback from a certain group and I wasn't like asking for it, like you call them out on it. And that's how I kind of straddle different groups. But yeah, I'd say, I'd say my core was definitely the metalheads. Uh, you know, you find a mosh pit. I was in it. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I, I would dare say the closest I ever even got to a situation like what you were describing. Uh, the guy that was probably my closest friend in eighth grade. One day we just got into a, we, we, we just yeah. wouldn't let something go. I don't even remember what in the world it was that set us both off. But uh, we both decided to uh, meet out at the tennis courts after school. Mm-hmm. And we were going to th- we were going to throw down. Sure. And we get out there, both standing across from each other. What are we doing? And just both 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 eyeballing each other, and then and then finally, he took a swing. Landed pretty good on my pretty good mm. on my jaw, and I took it and I just turned back around, looked at him, just started laughing, and I walked off. <laughs> and whatever whatever it was was not an issue the next day. <laughs> yeah, that's sometimes that's all you need, man. A couple <laughs> good shoves, and that's kind of it. There you go. There yeah, you go. that was. Uh, I mean, and that was my thing. I, I to this day, I will always talk way out of my weight class. Uh, <laughs> Not out of like instigating things, but if I see something that I think is unfair or I think is, uh, you know, particularly egregious, oh, I will never, ever shut up until one of us wins. <laughs> and that win can be a physical win and that win can be like a like a, a philosophical win and an argumentative win. But one of us is going to. Um, so that's just kind of how I've always been. Uh, and it kind of serves me well now, especially with some of the people we got around here. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. All right, well, moving on to official question number two here. Uh, so, so we know how you got into tech in the first place, and how you end up getting into security. Complete. Absolutely. What would you say probably is uh, your favorite thing in the security field more than any of the rest of it? The people. The people, as in uh, the hacker community. Um, the people in the professional uh, aspect of whenever anything happens, the newest breach, the newest, you know, zero day, the nearest, the newest exploit, whatever. Mm-hmm. There is a th- there are like a thousand people who will give their expert opinions on it and you can have a download of it immediately. And the thing I love about Twitter, speaking of people, is you can find those people and reach out to them and ask them direct questions and have a conversation. And then you see that person at a conference and all of a sudden you're friends for years. I love that. I love the community building aspect of this. I run several slacks. I run my own DEF CON group uh, out here in Pennsylvania. And I, I cannot describe how much I love that. We went to B-Sides Augusta, me and my team, and we're out this little dive bar in downtown Augusta, and this dude comes over, just drunk, jovial, you know, southern guy. And he was like, "Y'all with the conference?" And I was like, "Yeah, man. Like we're just playing pool, whatever." He goes, "Oh, I, I you know, I, I do a little coding, and, and like I talked to this random dude, <coughs> excuse me, 
for like an hour and a half in between my pool games. And like, he was the coolest guy in the world. I love that. Like, I, I cannot, uh, I, I cannot describe, like, love isn't even the word for it. Like, it, this, that's what keeps me going. I, I don't know what I was doing before all this. Um, but that's my favorite. It's, it's, it's the people win, lose or draw. Some ain't the greatest. Some are going to be on your enemies list, no matter what you do. Um, but most of them, you're going to be friends for life. And we're also geographically, uh, separated. I know I could go to Australia, to Austria, to, to Sweden, to California, to Texas, to Idaho, and put a tweet out and be like, yo, I'm here on business. Who's out and about. Um, and then I'll have people to hang out with, man. Like you cannot beat that. You cannot put a price on that. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just so goddamn lucky. Yeah, I, I totally agree. The, man, the, the, the people in the community is one of the, one of the biggest pluses I've seen. Um, it's, and it's just some wonderful people at that, you know, it's, you know, people that, uh, you'd be hard pressed to find sometimes <laughs> otherwise, if it, if it weren't for the internet. Yeah. And and, and, and the reason I say, I don't put anything in the business above it, I don't put anything in, uh, you know, in the companies that I work for above it is because companies come and go and yeah. positions come and go, uh, corporate politics comes and goes, but it's those people, it's those, it's that network. It's, it's that, it's that web of friends that you have met or done work with or interviewed or, uh, you know, shot the shit on, on a podcast stream or whatever. That's the glue. Right. Uh, yeah. Everything else is kind of it's just kind of ice ready to fall down, man. But like if you have that, uh, it's it's such a comfort. Right. It's 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 such a safety yeah. net um, and just makes you feel good, man. Like I've had a like my buddy Bash lives in uh, Melbourne, I think. And he sent me a Christmas card like three years ago and it's never left my mantle because I <laughs> love it. It's sitting right up here. Um, yeah, man. People ha- ha- hands down like any day of the week, twice on Sunday. Yeah. All right. Um, question number three. I, I've seen that you've done these uh, marathon sessions. Uh, I, I, I've, I've not. I've honestly not actually popped into any of them. Um, it, you know, not, but but um, what, what, what got you start starting doing those? What, what was the what, what was the premise of the first time you did one of those? So I, I, I kind of took the idea from, um, I used to work in radio uh, a while ago, um, like 10 years ago, and I worked for um, Cumulus Broadcasting. I was, a, I was a rock radio DJ out in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And once a year, we did this charity thing uh, for the Children's Miracle Network, where our morning show would stay on the hour or stay on, on the air for, was it 24 hours straight, 36 hours straight, something like that. And it was called pay for play where this was back before uh, they still do it. But when I was doing it was back before you can just go to Apple music and find a song or whatever you mm-hmm. would call in and say, I'll donate 20 bucks for a song. We normally play up to like a thousand or 500 for stuff. We would never play like a polka or some shit like that. <laughs> right. So we would be, so um, I was the producer for that show and we'd be running all around in the building for all hours of the night, finding songs, recording songs off of YouTube, getting doing food runs and doing all this stuff. And like I, I, just, I remember this golden hour, but a couple of hours between like 3 a.m. and 5 a.m., right? Because you're up to 2 a.m. usually drinking and that's fine. And then you can like wake up normally at like 5, 6 a.m. But you're never really awake between like 3 to 5. And... <laughs> And I just remember that being magical in both um, getting to be with people and just being completely delirious <laughs> with <some laughs> sleep and caffeine and, and whatever and coffee. So I thought, uh, well, you know, I'd like to re- I'd like to revisit that sometime. And the first one that I did was this 24 hour marathon because I was doing oh it, it was in it was back in November. It was the whole uh, November campaign for men's mental health and, 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 mm-hmm. and men's cancer and things like that. And I was raising a lot of money. Like I set out to raise a thousand dollars and I broke that in the first three hours. So I was like, well, I got a, I got a whole nother month to do this. Um, so I was like, well, let me see what I can do. And, um, you know, so I've been primarily uh, blue team and hunt focus my entire career. And now I'm dabbling, getting more into red team and offense. 
and I was like, you know, I've always had this thing of being very scared to try to pop boxes on Hack the Box in front of people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, I don't care how many friends I have. There's still some idiot on the Internet that's going to make you feel like an asshole. So I'm very afraid to admit what I don't know. And I said, I, I need to get over that. Um, so I'm just going to do it. So I'm, I'm, I'm the original idea was just to hack the box for 24 hours straight um, just to get over that hump and to really start learning it and make a little money in in the meantime and then i was like well why don't i just open up to everybody so i made a zoom i i subscribed to zoom and it's uh you know f- f- 10 bucks a month for 100 people mm-hmm. um let me get some friends on got some friends on streamed it on twitch because i i'm a very big believer not just only in the audio portion but like you said the video we can see each other and see reactions and do cool stuff and I was like, let me see how well I do in the first 12 hours and see how my faculties diminish uh, in the ensuing 12 hours. Um, and then I knew full well at a certain point it would stop being about me um, and other people would join and have conversations. And we had contests like somebody donated $1,000 so I can eat hot peppers and put makeup on and shit like that. <laughs> um, I, I like to put on a show. Right, it comes from my radio days. Uh, I I did improv comedy before my wife did it. Um, so if I can put on a show, be with people, and do something for a good cause and learn stuff, like people are people would tell me like, oh how how selfless and how charitable. I'm like not really. Like I, I'm doing it because I think it's fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it, I mean, if I'm being honest with myself, I'm doing it because I think it's fun. Uh, and while I'm having fun, maybe I'll, you know, try to contribute to somebody else. Um, so I just think the, I, I think a good, a good measure of spectacle, uh, is important. And I think it's fun for people. Um, and I think it brings people together. And if me eating some hot peppers for $500 is going to make one person laugh or five people think about, Man, men's mental health, because this guy's out of his goddamn mind. Um, if I can just, if I can inspire somebody to think about something, um, that's what I wanted to to do with that. So, yeah, that's kind of the the thing in the back of my head came from my radio days. And then I just applied a bunch of the theatrics and stuff that I try to put into my talks and do some funny shit while I'm at it. And that's how that happened. Okay. Well, in, in the spirit of that answer, then I guess the next question would be is what's probably the craziest thing that you're willing to publicly admit that you've ever done? That I've ever done? Yeah. Uh, crazy. Hmm. I have to think there's, there's quite a, there's quite a bit of them. Um, Cause obviously there's, obviously there's been things that you've intentionally done in front of people with True. the idea that you're putting on a show and putting on a spectacle, but maybe even things that don't come in that category that might even be crazier that you actually actually would be willing to publicly admit to. Uh, I don't know. I took a whole bottle of acid once. Uh, that's pretty insane. <laughs> I think that's insane by anybody's measure. Um, I I enjoyed I enjoyed my youth. Uh, I enjoyed my my teenage years and 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 my my twenties my twenties years. Um, I, uh, I I was at a, I was at a club. I was at this little rave club one time, and a bunch of my friends just hanging out, being idiots. And music was very loud, and you had some jungle and drum and bass and stuff like that. And I'm sitting next to this girl I was dating, and my buddy comes over, TJ. Remember his name is TJ. And he comes over. I think he's dead now, but that's fine. Um, which, when you hear this story, you're not going to wonder why. And he asked me a question. And I was like, oh, yeah, I just nodded yes. I was like, I just want you to get out of here because I'm trying to mack on this girl. And he goes, all right, cool. And he runs back over. And then he comes over. And he kind of motions for me to stick my hand out. And I was like, all right. So he's like, give me five or whatever. And he just, did you ever see those little bottles of uh, sweet breath? Um, they're like... It's like stuff you put in your tongue and make your your mouth smell better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So about yeah, yeah, you know, like probably like an inch or two big, and he just squeezes an entire bottle into my hand like a puddle. I thought it was like a joke. He goes, "Now lick it," and I was like, "Cool, I'll lick a whole bottle." He goes, "All right, I'll see you in an hour." <laughs> and I said, "I said, wow, he must really be thought my breath must have really stank or something." And my the girl 
Amber, as well as her name, she just started shaking her and laughing. And I was like, what? He goes, he dosed you. I was like, what did you dose, <laughs> dose me? He goes, that was a whole bottle of acid, LSD for anybody listening. Uh, and I was like, oh, well, all right then. <laughs> so that was an interesting night because that was the night before my 18th birthday, I think. And I was throwing... <laughs> I was throwing my own rave the next day, my own party at this like fire hall behind my house. And uh, yeah, that was a pretty rough night. So yeah, I got no problem. <laughs> I got no problem admitting some of the stupid things I've done with uh, with party favors. I don't know if that's the answer you were looking for. Um, um, I didn't know what answer I was looking for, but you know what? That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that could have went a really wrong way, but again, people. I surround myself with good people who are willing to sit with me on my friend's bed and try and feed me ice cream to calm me down. There you go. I don't recommend it. <laughs> okay. Um, dipping into <laughs> dipping into something a little uh, random. Um, breakfast foods. Hmm. What's your breakfast food of choice? Cream chip beef. Have you ever had cream chip beef? I have never. Where are you located? Like, where in general? I don't want you to upset yourself. Uh, yeah, whatever. Oh, uh, not quite the deep south, but south enough. Okay, south enough. Uh, I don't know if this is a thing just in the Northeast, uh, but because I grew up in the Northeast, uh, Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York. Um, but it's it's uh, you, you could Google it later and check it out. It's it's cream chip beef, and it's it's nothing that's good for you, but it's everything that tastes amazing. It's just <laughs> this white, uh, 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 viscous uh, 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 stuff. It's like it's it's like congealed gravy almost, but it's like like white, and it has bits of like ham in it, but like a like a like a like a sweeter ham. And you put that, and you can roll that into anything. You want to roll that into a waffle? You can a pancake. <laughs> uh, if I see it on the menu, my choice for breakfast would be uh, like four poached eggs, right, with a side of cream chip beef over white toast. And at a certain point, it all mixes together. And I think if there's a heaven, that's it. <laughs> it they, heaven they, tastes. They Heaven tastes like that. The, the, the only uh, comparison I have in mind, in, in my mind, that sounds anywhere close to that is what any good old school military veteran would tell you is SOS. Yes, that's exactly what it is. I think I've actually heard it called SOS before. Actually, yeah. I'm going to look it up while we're talking right now. Uh... Yeah, SOS, shit on a shingle. <laughs> yes. Yes, chip beef on toast is known as SOS. There we go. Okay. There are apparently different versions because this one looks a little grayer than what I'm used to. But one of the first uh, one of the first uh, links to come up looks exactly like what I'm talking about. But yes, I've been okay. at restaurants where it was called SOS, and that's what I'm talking about. That that's my all right. Breakfast. All right. There you go. Nothing that's good for you. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. It's delicious. <laughs> currently trying right. to lose weight so now i want to go out and get some okay so so given given your affinity for cream chip beef mm. then then a, a follow-up question might be okay can i ask you about gravy whenever you have gravy more of like a white gravy, pepper gravy, sausage gravy, or more like a brown gravy? Uh, much more of a brown gravy. I, I don't trust any gravy that is not brown. Um, <laughs> I don't like, like I've had meals with like with fried chicken that had like the white gravy over it. And I'm just, I'm not feeling that. I don't think it's natural. I think it should actually be a law against it. Uh <laughs> I'm sure uh, Anthony Bourdain is rolling over in his grave right now with just the sheer mention of gravy that isn't uh, brown. It's not. It's not meant for this world, and I don't agree with it. <laughs> I'll take a hard line on that. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously, you're not from the south with that answer. No, no sir. <laughs> 
I have lived in Louisiana <laughs> twice, but I am not from your neck of the woods. Um, so no, anything but brown gravy is just against God's will. Well, and, and to, to be fair, I'm I'm one of those few people that is from anywhere in the southern part of the United States that not too fond of white gravy anyway. No. You, know, you, just, see, no. you can make a good sausage gravy maybe, and I'll have that over some biscuits. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Uh, you know, or, or you know, if they if they go from just from it just being sawmill gravy to to being being more of a pepper gravy, so at least it has a little bit of a kick to it. Okay, but for me, white gravy, it's it, it's lack of taste in yeah. gravy form. Yeah, and that's so, the uh, uh, that, 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 that there's a there, there's a I was I was telling Juno about this whenever I was having the gravy conversation with her, but uh, there's a um, a uh, place called uh, oh shoot I'm drawing a blank now I'm drawing a blank now um yeah it's a, it, it, it's it's not a, not a matter at the moment but um the but uh, it's basically it was a steakhouse it's a it's a little bit of a chain stick I, I think it's one of the ones that uh, Landry zones. Um, uh, yeah. but, uh, but the first time I ever went in and, uh, I was getting a chicken fried steak and it's, it said that there was a white gravy that came on and I sifted the menu for, for any mention of brown gravy and I didn't see it. So the waiter, when it retook the order, I asked him about it and, um, he said, well, we do have this cognac pepper sauce. That's probably the closest you're going to get to brown gravy. I said, let's try that. It actually is really good. Interesting. It's really good. It's okay, funny you mentioned chicken fried steak because that was the food I was looking for in my head just now to give the example of why I hate white gravy and it's chicken <laughs> fried steak. I hate chicken fried steak. It doesn't make any sense. Chicken fried steak has morphed into being more chicken fried than steak at a lot of places these days. And so I, I was like, I'm not paying for batter. I'm paying for meat. Yeah, it, does, so it, just, I, it doesn't doesn't yeah, manage in my head. Yeah, if if I go to a place that I know I'm actually getting uh, getting uh, not three times as much batter as the meat, then I'll order it. But if I know that it's more batter than anything else, I don't order it anymore these days. Yeah, no, no. Okay. Um, also why, this is why I try not to cross the Mason Dixon. <laughs> Man, I, I I tell you, I do not belong in the South. I I, I I'm not. I, I'm I'm a Southerner who's not a Southerner. Yeah. No, I can see I, that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, question number six. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go there anyway. I I, I sent you one of those uh, pre-questions mm-hmm. about uh about uh, if you were a Star Wars fan, if you were a hardcore Star Wars fan, or if a casual one. But even for you being a casual Star Wars fan, I'm curious as your, to your take on this. The Force, is it religion or is it science? Is the Force religion or science? I think it is uh what what's our what's our version of it in the real world Christian scientists There's actually yeah there's there's a there's a sect of Christianity called Christian Science which uh they hold that religion and science don't have to be exclusive um you can believe in creation and also believe in big bang at the same time uh okay. so I would take the coward's way out and say it's a mix of religious science. Um, I think it's science that a religion was built up around. Okay. Fair but enough. I also, fair but I would also be on the dark side in no question. <laughs> I, would, I would be Kylo Ren's right-hand man if he let me. <laughs> No, the, the the reason that question even comes up is because that, that's that, that's one of those things that I, I I see as a wrinkle that they've never ironed out. 
Mm-hmm. Because if you if you watch the original trilogy, you know they do refer to it as a uh, as a religion because one of the one of the uh, imperial military officers uh, makes some kind of comment about uh, it, to Darth Vader about you know nobody believes in in that uh, old religion anymore. Mm-hmm. But then you get into Episode One where where uh, Anakin Skywalker's first tracked down. And they're really like very into the science about the midichlorians mm. and the midichlorian count and all that jazz. But then whenever they, whenever they did the movie Rogue One, telling the telling the story of capturing the Death Star battle plan right before Episode Four, um, you get a, a couple of guys that um, they're not Jedi and they're not even necessarily uh, strong in the Force, but, um, but but throughout the entire movie. I am one with the force and the force is with me. I am one with the force and the force is with me. You know, so, you know, right. so, so, so it sounds very, it sounds very uh, religious take on it all over again. I don't, I don't think they've, they ever ironed out that wrinkle. So I, listen, you could turn anything into a religion if you try hard enough. I'm pretty sure our conversation on gravy, we would have at least a hundred congregants. <laughs> or, uh, uh, or uh, the one of the New Year's resolution posts I made uh, yesterday uh, is, is saying that I will uh, start a church in 2020 where the deity is blockchain. <laughs> I would have no trouble starting a holy war over chicken fried steak. Okay, well, you you know what? Funny you should say holy war. That actually presents a uh, a uh, another. Good question for question number seven. Um, Emacs, uh, VI, or Nano? (laughs) You son of a bitch. Um, (laughs) So, up until until November, for the 24-hour stream that I did, um, I would have said VI. Because VI is all I've ever used. It's all I've ever needed to use. I know how to get in and out, and I don't care. Um, but then uh, Rook was like, will you just try Nano? Just try Nano, see what you think about it. And I think I'm almost, a, uh, I think even during the stream, I said I've converted. Because I was like, oh, this is prettier. But I also had, I had a lot of trouble getting in and out of it because I'm used to VI. Right. So... I would say my heart will always be a little with VI, but I think I'm cheating on it with Nano right now. There you go. There and you I go. think and I think Emacs is for communists. <laughs> I, I don't. I think they should be followed, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I I will thoroughly admit that that even whenever all I was using was VI, I still stayed. Uh, slightly muddy on how to use it. Um, but the moment that I actually laid hands on Nano, I was like, okay, I've forgotten anything I remembered about VI now. <laughs> well, there's there's credence to that because I've been using VI since I first got into security, which I said was like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And I still can't tell you the key combination to jump words. I'm always left arrowing, right arrowing. I don't know it. I know how to in. I know how to get into it, and edit, and get out of edit, and save, and quit, or force it to quit. And I don't know anything else, <laughs> and I don't really care. I've never taken the time to go into the man page for it and be like, "How do I do this thing?" Uh, yes. So Nano almost feels like cheating to me now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but there is some some sort of pride of being like, "Yeah, vi bitch." <laughs> I don't even know what that Emacs BS is about. <laughs> um, I, I, I think the Emacs thing is some connection to Richard Solomon, which now that I say that, that actually ties perfectly back into your comment about Emacs users might be, might be communist. Yeah. You might, Richard, you Richard might. Stallman has always, has always been rumored to be, has always been rumored to be a communist. I don't know if anybody's ever proven that or not. They've proven that he's a crazy old kook, so finally. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's out of his goddamn mind. Uh, but, yes, I'm, I'm looking at screenshots of VMAGs right now, and there's really no question that anybody who uses it 
uh, should be deported. <laughs> All right. Um, question number eight. In any of the travels you've done, personal or professional, where's been probably your favorite place to go? my favorite place in my travels so i have been a little hamstrung in my life i've not ne- i've never been out of the continental u.s um okay. which is which is something that i just need to fix desperately so if i'm going in the continental u.s where would i want to go that i could stay for a while um Kind of think, man. It's all things being equal. I'd rather be in Philadelphia. But it's it's I I could travel. So I have been privileged to have lived and been born in the Northeast. Uh, my birth certificate has the Garden State on it. Um, and I started my both of well, I've had pretty big starts in both my IT and security careers in Philadelphia. Um, and I think if you put a gun to my head and be like, if you can only choose one place to go right now that you've already been to, um, and be there for a while or forever, uh, you put me in the greater Philadelphia area and I'd, I'd be happy. Um, people are kind of assholes and, uh, I can look uh, rough at times, but, uh, no, man, it's, it's got, it's got, I think it's gotta be Philly. You know, people may be assholes, but the one good thing about the people that are assholes, you'll never question what they're thinking. Yeah. No, 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 no. Never. Like, I, no. That is by far a plus. Yeah. I, 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 I even, I, I used to live in uh, Arizona for a little while. And, you know, well, Arizona and Florida, the two places that whenever people want to leave the Northeast for warmer weather, those are the two yeah. places they go, right? Pretty much. Yeah. And, uh, man, you know, met you know, met so many people, uh, that, uh, were originally, originally from the Northeast, whether they themselves moved there or just, you know, maybe just one generation out of a migration South. And man, you know, I, I enjoy people that speak their mind. Yeah. I, I hate having to guess what's on somebody's mind. Yeah. It's like when we lived in Louisiana, we lived in Lafayette for a while and it was all, bless your heart and, and all, and all that nonsense. No, not nonsense. I, I think it's charming when you, when you find such a nice way to tell somebody to go after themselves. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, like, um, yeah, it's, it's, you're very direct and, and people, you know, if you treat them right there, they'll be friendly and help you out. And, and you have all of the great food from all over the world comes there and, uh, the weather, which I, which I mean, I like a good cold winter, so I'm fine with there. And then you have the uh, nice city life, and yeah, man, like you can't, you can't go wrong with it. And plus, it's the only place that has any decent cheesesteak. <laughs> you know that is, that still is a good reason for me to go to Philadelphia. Uh, have you ever been? I have never been. Oh, uh, you got to come up, man! It's so nice up here. Well, I'll have to make sure and come whenever there's hasn't been a blizzard. Uh, one of my good friends, uh, Nick Fury, uh, on Twitter came out. He flew out from San Diego, and I took mm-hmm. him, gave him his first cheesesteak. It's crowning achievement of my year. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of good regional food, um, have you ever uh, been to uh, Cincinnati and tried Skyline Chili? It is the great regret of my life that I have been to Cincinnati. I keynoted besides Cincinnati about two years, two, three years ago now. Mm-hmm. And I went out there and time just did not permit for me to go there. I don't know where I went to go eat, um, but people kept telling me about it. And I regret it because I don't know when I'll ever be in Cincinnati again. Um, and people told me to go do it. And I read about it and I just I never got around to do it. So, no, I was this close well hey here, here's what i can tell you about it you, you you've had what's regularly known as chili right mm-hmm. okay and you've had spaghetti with uh, with some kind of meat sauce right mm-hmm. okay so it, 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 it it's kind of somewhere halfway between those two 
Mm-hmm. And they actually do serve it over uh, over Linguini. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's a touch a touch sweet, not like anything that makes it like a dessert, just just enough where you know it's a just it, 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 it's interesting. It's it, it really is its own food genre. I can't compare it to anything truly. People have very strong opinions of it. Um, and I think even my, I have a buddy who lives out there who runs Beat Size Cincinnati, uh, Coleman Kane. If he ever hears this, I'm sorry, Coleman. I never got a chance to <laughs> to eat it and tell you my opinion <laughs> of it. But there are very strong opinions about it in that city, which uh, any food that has such uh ardent supporters and detractors on either side as a food i need to eat there you go there you go like um, like n- 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 nobody's ever started like uh, a culture war over butternut squash right so like, nobody <laughs> really nobody really cares about butternut squash but you have like if there was going to be a, a a civil war in cincinnati i guarantee one of the platforms of the articles of war would be something about skyline chili <laughs> yeah it's like if you if you come to texas that would be barbecue barbecue and and, and regular chili mm. i i've i've actually uh, uh, been in a few uh, chili cook-offs and every time every time without fail somebody would always look at my chili and, and tell me real chili doesn't have beans in it oh that's funny well, whenever you get whenever you get into some of the some of the legit high level you know, chili cookoffs in the state, um, that's that's actually true. They they do not really? consider chili to be something that has beans in it. I that this blows my mind. I had no idea. I I thought I thought the defining characteristic of chili was beans. It's not. No, it's not. Um, I don't. I, then I don't know what's real anymore. Um, there is, I'll, I'll give you something to look up later. It's, uh, the Terlingua chili cook-off, I believe it is. Um, only reason I'm even, uh, that I'm even aware of that one though, is cause, um, Chili's the restaurant. Um, they, they had a menu item at least for a while that they called Terlingua chili, but it's because it was. It was a chili that they submitted in the Trilingua Chili Cookoff that apparently won one year. Yeah, there's uh, there's some pretty deep arguments here on the internet. Chili without beans is not chili; it's meat sauce. Is <laughs> what somebody had put on there? Uh, chili is a stew. Yeah, see, this is uh, this is there's some pretty uh, some pretty spicy language on here. <laughs> And for the record, my chili always has beans. Yeah, mine and too. Always has diced tomatoes. Then again, I'm I'm from New Jersey. Who gives a shit what my opinion on chili is? <laughs> it's hey. just like if somebody from Austin came here and was like, "Here's my favorite cheesesteak," I'd be like, "You're an idiot." <laughs> you know what? Everybody's opinion on chili counts in my mind. Well, no, well, maybe, but I hold I hold to my statement about cheesesteaks. Oh, I, oh, I totally give you that. I will absolutely give you that. Cheesesteak is one of those things that, uh, out of all the versions of cheesesteak I've ever had, I can't tell you that any of them really felt good. <laughs> you know, they, 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 they might have been good for what they were good for, which was I needed something to eat at the time, but yeah. none of them ever really felt good. No, that's, that's not a bar you want to set. So. Yeah, uh, well, shoot, what was it? Uh, Sonic tried to put a cheesesteak on their menu. No, it, no, Simple no, no, beaches. not at all. <laughs> no. All right. Um, question number nine. I think I may have heard the answer to this earlier in the conversation, but I'll go ahead and ask this specific question. Who was your favorite band in high school? Bad religion, hands down. Bad religion to in high school, in middle school, to this day, as of ten twenty-five p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it is bad religion. It will always be bad religion. Okay, well, since you answered that so quickly, then surely that means you have a favorite track that you can tell me almost just as fast. I do. It's called Marked. It's on Stranger Than Fiction. I think it's like track eight or nine or something like that. It's the only song 
that I would and may still do uh, get the lyrics tattooed on me. Well, hey, that's commitment. It must be a good song. That is, I, I don't care when it comes on. Like if I say, I can't say her name now because she's sitting right here, but hey, robot from Amazon, um, play Bad Religion. And it shuffles in the songs. It's the song that I'll never say skip or I'll never turn off. Um, and it will always, I'll turn whatever stereo I'm on all the way up. I don't give a shit where I am. Um, yeah, Bad Religion marked, uh, hands down, my favorite song across every single album they have. Okay, okay. All right, so question number 10. A little bit of a uh, what if here, and uh, and just fair, fair, fair warning, this is not a political question by any means. Ooh. Not at all. Spicier than the chili question. But let's say, uh, let's say you were president. I need three names from Twitter. One that would be your vice president. One that would be secretary of state and one that would be the secretary of defense. <laughs> I for secretary of defense, it's gotta be rowdy. Uh, do you know rowdy? Yeah. Yeah. Def- it's gotta be rowdy. Um, that dude could just stand in front of a border gate and be like, yeah, try it. Uh, <laughs> and he would just f- destroy everybody. So that, I, I don't even have to blink on that one. It's got to be around. <laughs> um, secretary, what was the other one? Secretary of State? Yeah. Secretary of State needs to be a very political. That you, You're following in footsteps like Henry Kissinger. Um needs to be uh, very strategic um, and needs to know how to work within the bureaucracy of things. Mm-hmm. So my secretary of state would have to be hacks for pancakes. Okay. I think somebody like Leslie um, has dealt with a lot, has seen a lot, has probably seen it all. Uh, and his is very diplomatic and pragmatic. Um, and I think she is good for all time zones. So I think my secretary of state would have to be Leslie. Uh, and, and what was the other one? Vice president. <sighs> Vice president. The person uh, that would take over if you got assassinated. Meat shield. It would okay. have to be meat shield because then people would want to protect me at all costs. <laughs> Because if he was one heartbeat, a heartbeat away from the button, um, I think we'd all be in a very, very bad spot. So I cover my own ass by having somebody like Meat Shield uh, be a single bullet away from running everything. Um, and if I'm dead, I don't care about the chaos. So let him. <laughs> I think it's time we let him off the leash, quite frankly. Uh, so yes, Vice President Meat Shield, uh, Secretary of State Hacks for Pancakes, Leslie, and Secretary of Defense Rowdy. Okay, and then I, I, I'm, I'm going I'm to dip into a bonus question here, real quick. Yes, I and I and I saved it for a bonus question just in case it, it, we needed a nice little uh, edit point. Sure. Um, because what you thought would not end very well. Panned out about like the rest of them had. I only got one suggestion for a question to ask you. They were so lazy, man. I expected more people to like put stuff out there, and I guess nobody sounds like nobody cares. <laughs> like, oh, Danny? No, fuck that. We're not there. That's fine. Ask yeah, whatever. The, the only the only suggested question that was put out there was to ask you how you lost a teat at Derby. <laughs> Uh, if if I could show it to you, I would. It's in the closet over here. Um, so I, uh, one of my partners in the Hacker Game Show uh, network that we have, which encompasses uh, Hacker Jeopardy, uh, uh, Drunk Hacker History, and of course my contest, which is who slides in anyway, uh, is Lintile. Uh, Aaron Lint, Lintile, uh, one of my dearest friends, uh, somebody I would l- take a bullet for in a heartbeat. 
um, part of his shtick is to have costumes. And anybody who's ever seen a Hacker Jeopardy knows he is the referee in shorts that reveal far too much, uh, in my humble opinion. Um, <laughs> but people who play like the Church of Wi-Fi, they often dress up when, when they go on. Uh, and he just happened to have a uh, a onesie of a cow suit. Um, and it had uh, just got horns. I, again, I, ha- I have it somewhere in my office. Um, and it is anatomically correct. It has a tail, it has horns, and it had four nipples. Currently has two. No, it's, it still has three. It's missing the tail now. But anyway, so Derby, uh, not this past one, but I think the Ocho, I think eight. Uh, Derby 8, we were doing Hacker Jeopardy, and Hacker Jeopardy is run on a program that Aaron wrote on by himself, um, and it's written in Python. <laughs> so, uh, I was, I was backing up scoring, uh, I was helping scoring, it was me and his wife, G, and we're at the front table, um, and Aaron is taking bids for things, like, what do you want to wager on this question? I think it was for Final Jeopardy. And Aaron, in his enduring wisdom, uh, forgot that his program could only handle whole numbers. So, and he takes such pride in this program. And I'll never forget this. I just, I I really want to set the mental stage that it is, that is three teams up front. And it is Aaron and his giant, uh, his his gaudy ass ref uniform and sitting behind us probably a couple hundred people packing this 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 one of the biggest rooms that they had at derby that year and everybody was silent because people were giving all their scores and the score that gets given is like 125.35 or something like that and he puts it in and he locks it in and the program crashes and it 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 crashes with like a trace. I forget what the actual error was, but it like blue screen. And I have never heard such shush and fraud, if that's how you pronounce it, than when you get a room of hackers and somebody's program crashes that it wasn't yours. This It was a thunderous roar. Earlier on, we had heard the bands practicing up top, right? And you could hear it like thumping. We, uh, if if there was a decibel meter, it would have beaten that and broke the meter. The room just erupted in yes, yes, you fucked it up. <laughs> fucked up his program because he couldn't handle floats. And so I, in my ecstasy of seeing him suffer, I stood up on my chair. I turned around to this audience of a couple hundred people. And just started tweaking the nipples on the cow costume and throwing my head back in ecstasy. And I tweaked the nipples so hard it ripped one of them right off. <laughs> so that's how I lost one of the teats on the cow costume was because Aaron can't handle fucking numbers. In his <laughs> I swear to God, I just, I, I, everybody. It was like collectively just like orgasm, like just nerdgasm was like, you know how they do the waves at sporting events? Mm-hmm. It felt like this nerdgasm did a wave from the front to the back of the room and back again. And it, it's just me twisting my nipples in sheer pleasure of what just happened to him. Yeah, it so, sounds like that would have uh, been a fun room to be in. <laughs> so that's how I lost the, the nipple on the cow costume. There you go. Okay, a, li- a, a little bit more, uh, a, a little bit more uh, straightforward than whenever I first read that question. <laughs> no, I still have both of my physical ones are still here, and I have never ripped Aaron's off yet, but it's coming. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I love that story so much. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really glad he suggested it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, you, you know what? You were worried about how we were going to top everything. I think I think the best was save for last, and we topped it all. Tol- totally beats the taken acid story. <laughs> all right. Well, I, it, there's there's nothing more I can say to top that. <laughs> so I guess I will <laughs> use this moment to say 
Thank you. And uh, looks like you're going to rival Tinker's time that we spent talking. But hey, you know what? It was a it was a fun conversation, man. Dude, I could talk for hours, man. It's like I was like, <laughs> oh, we're only on question six. This is going to be a while. Uh, <laughs> no, dude, thank you so much. I I love as somebody who does his own interview show and has done radio and takes a lot of pride in my show prep and things like that. I love formats like this where you come up with fun questions and let people just talk and, and pontificate on things. And, and no, this was a lot of fun, dude. I was super excited when I saw the tweet and I was, and you didn't even ask me, I asked you, I was like, can I come on and do this? Like, you reached <laughs> out to me. uh, no, dude, this was so much fun. And I, I can't wait to hear all your other ones. You got a lot of really great ones coming up. Any anything you want to add before we cut it off? No, man. Just uh, I I really love stuff like this. I love that you're doing this. I, I if anybody ever thinks that like oh they have nothing to say or I'd want to start a stream I don't know how like cool little things like this, man. This is this is why I love people around here. This is why I I, I love doing this stuff. I think this is awesome. Uh, no, I mean other than that, just you know shamelessly follow me on Twitter for whatever bullshit I put out. Um. I have, like I said, my own interview show, which is called Second Order Chaos. It's at 2OC Stream. Um, I have a lot of interviews up there right now. I'm going to be posting some more um, and having some more. And um, no, dude, I appreciate you having me on and shooting the shit with me for an hour. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Had fun. So.